I'm Dr. Candace Still Flippin, a nationally recognized multi-generational workplace scholar, TEDx speaker, and best-selling author. I created Beyond the Gap, a progressive podcast that features guests from different generations and backgrounds. During each segment, we engage in frank discussions and share perspectives on many unspoken workplace topics and offer helpful advice you can use right away. In this podcast, we go beyond the gap and help people build better workplaces and careers. Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Beyond the Gap. I'm really excited about today's show because it was the brainchild of one of my mentees. So we're dedicating this episode to mentorship. And I'm joined on this segment by my own mentees. And right now we have on the line and in front of me, Tamika Morris Hello. and Tyler Craft. Howdy. <laughs> All right. So first, tell us a little bit about yourselves. And then we're going to talk about why, Tamika, you asked me to do this, to podcast. My name is Tamika Morris, and I have been working at the same company with Candace, who I just adore and admire. And um, it's very unique in this situation that the other mentee that Candace has is actually someone who I completed ELP with, which is an emerging leaders program. And in that program, we really bond and jail and learn a lot about our, ourselves. Um, we get to moments that are rather vulnerable and very unique, but it is a huge trust barrier with everyone in the group. So I was super excited to learn that Tyler was your other mentee because I was like, oh, this is my brother from a different dad. So I'm so glad that we have this opportunity to join you together because this is just so awesome. We have had so much in our worlds to collide, Tyler and I. And so to be able to be here today is just amazing. And as far as, you know, talking about the podcast and talking about your book and talking about doing TED Talk. And I mean, I see Candace as the person who could really ignite someone's fire and their burning desire to really go out and be fearless. And I think she's the person to propel people to move them forward. And so when she was talking about, oh, I'm going to just, you know, put some things together and I'm going to do this. And I was like, no, do more. Why don't you do it? Why can't you just do a podcast? I mean, just come on. Put I some, think you said, some why can't you just there. do a podcast starting next week? Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, no time like the present. No pressure. You can do it. And so she was like, well, hold on. I'm like, no, we need you out here. So let's do it. Let's make it happen. And so I was just really excited to get an email from her to say, hey, I'm actually doing it. You know, would you like to participate? I'm like, yes, of course I will. So I'm just glad everything aligned and we were able to make it happen. And I'm just really excited that Tyler's on the phone with us, too. So, Hey, Tyler. Hey, how's it going? So I am super excited. I got to hear the background on this and kind of hear the origin story of the podcast from Tamika just then. Uh, that's that's a really awesome way to to drive your mentor there, Tamika. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you, um, Tamika. By way of how we got here today, um, I'm with the same company as Candace and Tamika. 
uh, and, and have a different route that I got, uh, on the podcast today and with the company, because I was purchased along with my company a couple of years ago and, uh, am in a different state in a different location. I do get to interact with Candace and Tamika and a lot of my peers and friends at our headquarters, uh, but I'm not sitting in the same building as them. And so I have a, a different background with a different company for the last decade and, and live uh, in North Carolina. But over the course of the last year and the program that Tamika talked about and getting to know um, a group of, of my peers and, and fellow um, coworkers at the, at the bank in Memphis, I also got to know Candace really well through some work that we were doing together, going back to that original merger. Um, and when the opportunity presented itself, where Candace uh, was looking for additional mentees, she had some openings. And I thought, what a great opportunity to learn from somebody who doesn't have the same industry background that I have, doesn't have the same roles in the company that I have, doesn't uh, always see things from the same angle that I'm going to see them. And so it really blossomed into a really interesting mentorship that got me here on this podcast today and has me excited about hearing new things in this conversation, hearing about how Tamika's mentorship is going with Candace and, and hearing other people's thoughts. So I'm really pumped about being here. I often say that the reason why I've achieved so much is because people poured into me. I've had amazing mentors and sponsors throughout my career, and I've been privileged to be able to share that with other amazing um, professionals throughout my career. Now, I'm really impressed with Tamika because she takes on a lot, and you're already fearless in my estimation. And Tyler, you know, I've always been impressed with you from day one about how fearless you are. And when I invited you to participate in a broader communications role to try to bridge the gap internally in the company, you said yes. So I was really excited about that. And the experience for me has been very rich. And this podcast is evidence of that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So if you were to think about one word that describes you, Tyler, what word would that be? Uh, I'm terrible at these questions. Uh, I think though that word would be passionate and that might be a generous way of saying that I get really excited. Passionate sounds like a nicer thing to say. Okay. Um, and since I get to pick the word about myself, I'll go with that one. Okay, good. Do you agree with that, Tamika? I was going to say tiger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, that's probably the more accurate way to say it right there. <laughs> because, um, Tyler is someone who digs in and digs in deep and he doesn't just take or just scratch the surface. He's going to go to the depth of it. And it's funny that when you said that, I didn't even think about myself. I was thinking about him the entire time. <laughs> so I don't have a word yet. But yes, you know, Tyler is that person and you inviting him to do the Tyler talks uh, for the bank was really playing on his greatest strength. It couldn't have been a better person to have chosen for that. Um, yeah, that's, but that's him totally. So Tyler, Tamika said she didn't have her word. Yeah. I was sitting here brainstorming on hers and uh, the ultimate teammate. I realize that's not one word, but we're going to put hyphens between each one of those. And the ultimate teammate is going to be one word. Now okay. Tell, tell us about that. <laughs> Tamika is somebody in, in the year plus that we got to know each other really well. Um, she's somebody that you want beside you 
in anything you're going to go into because she's going to be the person asking all of the right questions when you need to ask the right questions. And she's going to be the person calming the room down when you need to calm the room down. And she's the same person that can get the room excited when you need to get the room excited. And we were fortunate enough to work on some projects together um, in small groups together and also watching Tamika work with other groups and just be engaged with lots of different people and able to bounce from uh, one topic to another, one challenge to another, she's the person that you want there, no matter what it is. If they said, you're going into a room, you've got to solve a problem. You don't even know what the problem's about, but you get to take one person with you. Tamika is the person you want to take. Sweet. Oh, very nice. Very Sweet. nice. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. So this, you know, our podcast is about bridging the gap from a generation perspective. Tell me, um, Tamika, what generation are you and what's one thing that we don't often hear about that generation that you wish people would say more about? And then, Tyler, we're going to circle back and get your perspective as well for your generation. So I am Generation X and I think, yes, and I think one attribute that I wish people would talk about is our flexibility. Um, I think that we are bridge makers between baby boomers and generations after us. And we look to figure out, you know, how we can bridge together, but also we've lived through a lot of different economic times as well. We've had within our generation where we could probably remember our parents listening to records when we didn't have CDs and then right. um, being excited to have a discman, you know, and um, we went through the whole pager and learning the codes and calling people back, you know, and all of that and pay phones. We right. actually use that at That's one right. point in time without disinfectant spray. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot <laughs> that we have experienced in our lifetime. And yet we have children that were born, you know, within our generation that grew up. And the first thing that they saw or maybe had was a DVD to streaming and just YouTube and not even realizing that you know, their parents actually went to the library and had to use like a card holder to put your book back on the shelf and go through a catalog. So, you know, I think we've seen a lot. We've been through a lot. Um, I think that I even see myself today within my own department trying to bridge together generations of your Gen Z, Gen Y, or, you know, to baby boomers that are there and the whole mindset of being very traditional and banking itself in the industry of banking, even though we're moving, you know, light years beyond with technology, there are still some mindsets that are set very traditional, especially being in the Southern region of the U.S. And so being traditional is a, is a huge thing of, you know, I come to work at 630, but I won't leave until six type of thing. And I can have some analysts come in that are of Gen Z generation. And it's like, you know, hey, if I come in and I can do my job and do my piece and do my contribution within five to six hours, so be it. And I don't have to be here at 630 in the morning and I don't have to stay here till six o'clock in the evening. I don't have to be the first one to get here and the last one to leave. Interesting. And so, but that doesn't mean that they don't want to contribute and add value. 
you know. And so getting people to see both sides and then laying out how everybody's still playing their role and adding their piece um, has been very interesting for me, (laughs) number one. But it's been a task that I wanted to do because here's the thing that I find incredibly fun with the generations younger than I am is that they're exciting, they're lively, and I like how they challenge my mindset. And they bring out more creativity because they want to find out why is it important, what does it touch, how does it affect things, and then how can I do it to have the best impact but with the least effort. Okay, so Tyler, Tamika dropped a lot of knowledge there. Tell us a little bit about your generation and what you think we should talk about or that we don't talk about in your generation. So I'm Gen Y or millennial, um, and we're the generation, at least for the past decade or so, that there have been numerous op-eds written about. And I think it's all true. We are killing Applebee's. I'm pretty sure that's really happening. (laughs) Um, But the thing that you know, every one of those articles always has in common is here's the story of what it means to be a millennial. And and I think this is probably true for all generations, but I've got my own experience as a millennial. And what I found is millennials are a diverse generation. Um, there's a, a zeitgeist of authenticity though, that carries through. There are lots of different types of people. Um, there are people that have, it's a generation where becoming more and more comfortable with being your entire self and being your entire self in the workplace, in your home life, with your friends, with your colleagues, in public, in private, there's more authenticity that is that people are comfortable, more comfortable living into. Um, I obviously didn't experience coming up as an earlier generation, so I can't say for sure exactly how that played out for other people. But it seems to be a defining trait of my generation. And it's funny, as I was listening to Tamika talk about music and things like that. I'm in my home office. And one of the things I love about my office at home is I've got this record player in my home office that is um, connected to a system. That's the exact system that my grandfather had when I was growing up. That I used to listen <laughs> to music with him on and also connected to it is a Bluetooth receiver so that I can Bluetooth <laughs> my phone to it as well. And I think that kind of tells about, you know, it, that connects to where I came from in my lived experience growing up, listening to classical music on records with my grandfather and other people have their own lived experience that they've connected into their life today. And there are these modern touches that are reflective of the things that we deal with from day to day with technology and, and the access that we have. And also we want to have our continuing experience be defined by a little bit of authenticity that's true to ourselves. So I think that's to the extent that there's one defining characteristic. I think authenticity has been a neat thing that has, has come up with millennials. Let me ask you, Tyler, since you spoke last, you have a really rich career. You are very ambitious and very assertive about how you manage your career, but none of us are perfect. And this is a journey, as I often say. What do you wish that you had known at the start of your career that you've learned? For those listening, I promise that she did not know how I was going to answer this question when she asked it, because some of those words that you used just then and shows that you know me. Um, are how I would respond to that question. Um, I, I wish earlier in my career, I would have understood better how to balance eagerness and urgency 
um, and a want to affect change with the ability to sit back and realize that pace is not driven by, you know, constant movement. Pace can be driven by being able to observe and, and take curiosity as your leading driver first. Um, I don't know that I've gotten where I want to be with that in my career yet still, but it's a thing that I wish I had understood better earlier on um, to lead with a little bit more silence, uh, especially when I was really, really coming up. That said, it doesn't, you should never let that undermine urgency because it is good to want to affect change. It is good to want to drive things to a better tomorrow. And I still believe that and, and the passion that I try to bring to my work and in, in other parts of my life, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. So it doesn't mean sit back and don't act, but sit back and, and be curious and learn as a more present part of my early career, I think would have been a neat thing. How about you, Tamika? I think for me, it would have been being more fearless um, when I was younger in my career, because I do not see my younger self being as vocal. I think I took on the opposite of Tyler of really sitting back, processing things, trying to learn, doing more self-taught, buddying with other people in different areas, taking on assignments that they were assigned to do just to get the knowledge. Um, I really saw myself as a person that, you know, I want to grow. I want to do more. But right now is the time to grind. And right now is the time to learn a lot of different aspects uh, surrounding commercial lending, period. And so I went as far as with real estate, with uh, loan documents, with closings, with title work, easements. I mean, I was all over the place. And I think that looking back, I should have been more vocal about exactly what I wanted to do and when I wanted to get there. It wasn't just the learning. It was making sure that I was vocalizing what direction I was trying to hedge toward. And I had that traditional thinking of you have your head down and you're doing the work and then they'll come by and tap you on the shoulder. Well, they don't know to tap you on the shoulder because they think you like what you're doing with your head down because your head's always down. Right, right. So, but growth and wisdom teaches you different. And so I think that would have been one of the major things that I could tell my younger self is that don't be fearful. Speak up for what you want and where you want to go. And even if you don't know where you want to go, speak up of what you think you may like. You know, and so that way they can they can help guide you, you know, because now I see myself more guiding others. Right. Because I could see some of those similarities or even those who are now more vocal than I was when I was younger, but they still have no idea, you know, but I could say, OK, here's my opportunity to help guide So to the point of guiding, and it's interesting to hear you because you have a very successful career and it's boundless as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, let's let's circle back to mentorship. Yes. Tell me about your mentorship journey. Okay. And then Tyler will hear yours. I think I would say number one is that in any area that I was in earlier on in my career, 
I we didn't really have a mentor program then, so I'm kind of dating myself. But at that time, I would really find myself working up a nerve to get to who does my direct manager report to and then who do they report to. And then that third level, trying to make a connection with that person. And I made them become my unofficial mentor. (laughs) I did that too. Is really what ended up evolving to happen. And so, you know, by spending time with that person and, and telling that person, you know, this is what I'm learning. This is what I'm thinking about. This is what I've been doing. And then I would find that they would oftentimes drop some nuggets here and there besides just going to lunch or doing this or doing that. And it was pretty inspiring for me. I don't know that they knew that that's what they were doing per se, but that's what was happening. And then I would say later on when we first started the whole mentoring program within the company, it was raw. It wasn't really polished yet. And what I mean by that is that I would come in the room and they would be there and I'm like, hi, how are you today? And they're like, we're fine. So um, what do you want to do? What is your next move? And it's like, okay, but what are you going to feed me? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not here for you to, you know, traffic control me. I, I need you to kind of, hey, you know, like this is. So it, I think over time people got more comfortable in uh, the roles that they had to play in that. And then I think over time people just evolve as well. And so they really start thinking about, well, if I wanted a mentor, what would I want a mentor do for me? You know, and, and then they kind of gravitated to their own leadership styles, I would say too. So I think in the beginning it was, a, it was somewhat uncut and raw. And I, 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 I don't want to say that it was a bad experience, but I would say that it was a teachable moment for me. What did you Definitely. learn? Well, for one, I learned even going back to Tyler is being authentic, like being yourself and not freezing up the minute somebody used this word because I'm not used to doing that. You know, it's it's still I'm still who I am. So if you're coming in here and you want me to kind of help you and advocate for you and help you move forward, then, okay, great. Let's talk about what you're into. What are you passionate about? What do you love? What do you like? If you don't know that part, well, what don't you like, you know, and why do you not like that? Okay, great. We kind of learn how to navigate that space from that point on, but let it be organic let it be real between you and that person and but just overall we're people and so even if we're not talking about banking maybe we're talking about family that's still mentoring me I'm still mentoring you in that aspect did you have any other unstructured mentorship opportunities in your career yes tell me about that so I have to tell you about this one because A lot of people would think that this was very unorthodox, but I used to work out East and believe it or not, there was this lady that worked there and she was with the cleaning company and I absolutely adored her. And here's why she had worked for so long. She had I mean, most people have this mindset to think about people who are in the janitorial service, but 
she was highly intelligent, but she just did this job because she needed something mindless to do. And she used the time to think about what her next business venture was going to be. Many people did not know that she owned five different apartment complexes and was making money hand over fist. Like I was just so amazed about her story. And so there were times that I actually stayed late on purpose just so I could bump into her. (laughs) And she kind of caught on after a while. But, you know, she was like, look, if you really want to talk to me, let's just do dinner. So you don't have to do this. But it was really neat to talk to her. And it was so funny about how she would tell me about different offices that she would go into And what she thought about those individuals, just about how they left their workspace, the pictures that were in their office, the books that were on their shelves, just and how, you know, different papers that they would leave on their desk or whatever, or how they would put their trash or if they would put their trash can always outside the door and different things like that. And so over time, I learned more details about her. And then I was like, why do you do this? You know, and she's just like, well, I really own it, but most people don't know that I'm the owner, number one. And, you know, if you really want to know how well your company is really delivering what you're saying you're going to deliver, you kind of know how to do it and you kind of do it. So she was like undercover boss before it was a show, you know, (laughs) and I thought that was kind of neat. But she was just very interesting and. I loved how we could have so many different conversations about life. She was very encouraging to me. You know, I had two young daughters at home at the time, and I hadn't reached that next level of a plateau for my husband and I at that time. And I was just like, you know, I'm taking on this and I'm trying to do this little side business too and this and that. And, you know, she re- she really helped me kind of define some things and put some things in, in a better perspective. And it was really about your time is coming. It's going to come. Don't be worried about that. It's not going to come. It's going to come and believe that it's going to come and you're going to get there and you're doing the things now so that it'll free you up later. And I was just like, you know, like that was like it, like that was that my Oprah moment, you know, that, uh you know, that was that moment for me, but I didn't necessarily get that from all of these other brilliant people that I'm seeing with these great shoes and big briefcases every day, you know, that are super duper smart. It was just like, that was it. That's what I, and that, that's what I mean about like being the guy, being yourself, Really, you know, just talking about the whole person. And that's one of the things that I love about the mentorship that we have, because we can talk about some of everything, which is everything about life and who you are. And so if you really want to have a great mentorship relationship, you need to be able to share. You need to be able to be vulnerable. You need to be able to share that truth the raw truth about what it is and what's going on. And because everything affects everything. So whether it's my decision about who to hire, whether it's what decision I make about what I'm going to wear to this gala or the decision about how 
I'm going to discipline my teenage daughter who thinks I'm crazy and I think she is. It's like <laughs> I need all of that. I need all of that integrated in in that person. And that's what makes this great. Thank you, Tamika. Of course. Very insightful. Tyler, how about you? Yeah, so, hey, there was so much that, that I got out of Tamika's answer just then. It made me think about a lot of different mentorships that I've had. And one of the, thing, the, one of the things that was popping into my head there is I've been very fortunate to have lots of really great informal mentors. And so many times the way those have started is they seemed like a great leader or a really interesting person that I wanted to learn something about or learn something from. And I would just go ask them some questions or set up a coffee or whatever and, and start a conversation to learn about them. And what consistently proves them out as great leaders of people is that they give you kind of your answers to your questions and then they take an interest in you. And then they ask you about you and they could have just left it at, here's how cool I am. And here's how awesome and smart I am. And here's the information you're seeking. And the ones that have gone on to become really powerful informal mentors to me um, have been the ones that said, and tell me what's going on with you. And then just sit across the table from you, slide the coffee to the side and lean in to hear what's going on with you. And I think that's such a, a powerful thing when you've got somebody that takes an interest, even if it's not a part of a formal mentor program. And it's great when it is as well. Um, but some of those outside of work or outside of the formal programs that do that, it's, it sets them apart and it proves out why they're such successful leaders, um, and, and great leaders to be around. So that's what I was thinking about as Tamika was sharing her story for me with mentorship. One of the things that has been consistent, and I think this is, it's a major part of like my origin story in my own personal narrative, because it defines a lot of how I see the world. There was this interaction that I had when I was nine years old with my great aunt and we were at the museum one summer, but I guess I was probably eight because I hadn't turned nine yet. Um, it, my birthday was right after school started back. So it had to be in the summer. So we were at the museum and we were across the room from, from someone and she leaned down and she goes, that's the Lieutenant governor over there. And I was like, Oh wow, that's really cool. And she's like, go say hello to him. And I was like, no, I'm nervous. And I was really kind of timid about it. And I remember her getting down and grabbing me by the shoulders and holding me by my shoulders and getting an eye level with me and saying, Tyler, no one is better than you and no one is worse than you. You talk to people like they're your equal for the rest of your life. And, and that moment, I specifically remember, I can envision it so clearly in my head, stuck with me forever. And it has affected the way I approach mentorships. And it's affected the way I approach those kind of informal mentorship conversations early on, because it has made me more comfortable with asking someone Hey, you know, I, I want to know about this. I want to hear your story about this. And, in, and it has given me the opportunity to do that. And then it's also made me feel more comfortable being uh, completely open in, an, in, in a mentorship conversation so that you can really dive in and get a lot out of it. I think, uh, Candace, you and I have been able to have some really exciting conversations as, as my mentor. Um, and I think that for at least for me, part of where my comfort in that kind of setting comes from is that initial conversation so many years ago of just being comfortable. And it has opened so many doors to future mentors without even me even realizing how important that was going to be. Uh, and so for me, the mentorship journey has been defined by just approaching people with openness and authenticity and, and not being timid about it and being just honest with them. Um, and then it's turned around and affected and affected how I mentor others. And so when I've been a formal mentor to other people, 
uh, I try to help pull that out of them and tell them, look, let's be comfortable together. We're, we're here having a conversation and, and maybe there's some value I can add and some questions I can answer for you. But more than anything, I just want to give you an open space to talk and um, bounce ideas around. So let's do that. And it's allowed me to be more comfortable in those settings, knowing that that person is, is just as, as equal as well. Um, and so that's, that's been my story of my mentor journey uh, as a mentor and as a mentee and as a part of formal and informal programs. It's kind of defined by that. We sit down at the table and we're both having a cup of coffee right now or we're both on different ends of the same phone line. And ultimately, it's a conversation where someone can bring a new perspective and a perspective that you hadn't thought about yet. And that's one of the things that I always seek out is people that, that have a different angle or a different background or a different worldview or can challenge me and are comfortable challenging me and also do care. They care enough to disagree or care enough to say, huh, why did you say it that way? What drove that? And when they do that, it's, it's to challenge you and to get you through the thought process that you're really trying to get through. So that's been the story of my mentorship experience. I've been very, 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 very fortunate to uh, connect with a lot of different types of people and have a lot of really great informal mentors over the years and to currently have an exceptionally great formal mentor in Candace who, who <laughs> is so curious and asks those questions. And in your question earlier, you proved how, how much you really got to know me because you, in the question, were hitting on the things that I was going to answer it with. So it's really <laughs> interesting that, that uh, you do that. But no, it's, that's been a, a great fortune I couldn't have asked for and could not have predicted in any way that I would be, be so lucky. Oh, well, thank you. I feel very fortunate. You know, we've already talked about the reason why this podcast exists is because of a gift challenge that Tamika gave me. Can you share with our listeners advice that you would give individuals who may be a part of a company that has a formal mentorship program and perhaps those who don't have a formal mentorship program in terms of where they could find a mentor and the value of it? Sure. And I think mine will be very informed by my own experience. And I think the, the recommendations I have are true, whether you have a formal program or not. First of all, seek mentors, seek multiple mentors if possible, uh, and, and kind of have that as a constant part of your life because that is valuable and will always be valuable as best I can tell. So when you're doing that, it's, there's a sort of prototype that I think is helpful and it's, people who kind of do three things, they offer perspectives. And so I always, as I've alluded to, try to find people that have perspectives that are different than mine. They, they may have the same conclusions as me in some things. And Candace, I always love that you and I have so many things that we have in common. And we joke about that all the time, but we we've come from different places and different industries or, or different parts of the world in some cases. And so Finding people with different perspectives is really valuable. And also finding people who are comfortable being a voice of dissent or challenge. And so I don't mean that that they just disagree or that they're difficult, but that they are comfortable saying, here's another way to see it. Or have you thought about it this way? And ask those kind of open-ended questions that do make you go back and, and reset your view a little bit. I think that's critical to get a lot of value out of a mentorship experience. You don't want somebody that just sits there and says, you know what, you're right about everything, or just sits there and asks very vague questions and doesn't dive deep and really challenge you. You want that challenge because that's, that's where you get the value. I think people know that intuitively, but it's seeking out the people that do that well 
it pays off a lot, I think. And then lastly, um, I kind of suggested this as being important in my own experiences. It's fine caring people. Um, ultimately, people that are good at disagreeing with you, people that are good at listening to your story, people that are good at sharing their experiences also need to care about you as a person and know on the days when maybe it's not a good day for them to disagree with you or challenge you. Some days, you know, you're, it's a rough day and it's best to have somebody pull you out of the rut. Um, and they care enough about you to seek that out and to seek you as a person and, and kind of sit aside the goals and objectives of your career or something else and, and maximize you as a person, knowing that what you're there to do is get a mentor that can drive you, um, in the direction you want to go, um, and help you in that journey. And so that means a lot of different things on a lot of different days. And if they care about you as a person, they'll be along for that journey. So that's, that's what my three things would be, would be seek people that have different perspectives, seek people that are okay with dissent and seek people that, that care about you. How do you find them, Tyler? Well, uh, as we talked about earlier, I tend to talk a lot. And so I will, <laughs> I never hesitate to, to sit down with people and have a conversation. And so I think that's where it starts. So it even Candace and as a, my formal mentor, that's kind of how I started because you were in the formal mentor program as a mentor. And, and I was entering into that program to be a mentee. And you had mentioned that you had the slot open. But we already knew each other a little. We already had had conversations. We had worked on things together, um, and we had we had done some things with your communications department, and and you know had the, the little talk show thing, and and those kinds of things that I'd gotten to know you and sort of understood the kind of person you were, and I thought you fit that bill pretty well of those three things, and and that's been true in other cases where I've had informal mentors as well. It's just people that I started off with a simple conversation or a cup of coffee or a lunch or just in a setting that I was allowed to talk to them for a little while and gotten to know this is the sort of person that's going to fit those criteria, or at least I think might. And over time has grown into all of them. And it's really just connecting with lots of different people in an authentic way and um, being straightforward with people, uh, not being timid, like we've talked about a little bit and, and asking some questions. Um, and then, you know, every now and then you find people that aren't good fits and you say, okay, well, we had interesting coffee and we had an interesting conversation. I learned something new. And that's, that's a good experience. And that's all that experience has to be. Tyler, one of the things that I enjoy about you is that you're very gregarious, you're very engaging, um, and you're, you're actually a very natural networker. But not everyone has that gift, or maybe they're new to an environment, so they don't know how to navigate. What advice would you give to someone who's just starting out wanting to get a mentor? So number one, if you've got an opportunity to have a formal mentor program, then that's a great way to start because those programs oftentimes yeah. have matching software that can help. And that's, that's helps you get over that first hump. Perfect. The other thing is look for people that are proximate to you. So if there's somebody that's on your team, even if it's not your manager or boss, if it's just a person that's been around longer, a lot of times those people can give you perspective if you're comfortable around them. It's really about your comfort level as much as anything else. And so who are you comfortable talking to first? And they may even point you in the direction of a better person and make that introduction for you. And so start where you're comfortable, start where there's systems in place, like a formal mentorship program, and then let things grow from there. Thank you, Tyler. Tamika, you told us that you went to your boss's boss's boss. Right. What advice would you also offer to folks who are just getting started out in a mentorship program or wanting to expand their mentorship opportunities? I believe everything that Tyler said, but 
I want to add one element to that. And this is something that is for the person, whether you have a mentor program officially or not. Find the person that's going to be a challenge for you. And what I mean by that is this. A person that you don't quite get. A person that may be the opposite of you. A person that may be known to buck the system or challenge the system or the person that may be more of an innovative person or a more creative person to certain solutions than others, I'm, I'm going to call it the person that will make you stretch. Because I do believe that it's great to have mentors that you automatically are just going to be really comfortable with. But I think that there's this need to have somebody that's going to have you on kind of pins and needles at first. Because from that, it's like it's going to spur you to start thinking about things differently. And when you tend to start thinking about things differently, you grow. You start to reframe things and look at things in a different perspective and not just from one view. And you can develop other skills from that. And so this is something that I didn't realize, but midstream, I would tend to get close to the person that was probably a business partner in a different area and a different team that I could not stand. Okay. <laughs> And it was very hard for me to try to kind of unofficially weave my way next to this person and be like, hey, you know, you want to go grab a sandwich? <laughs> like, maybe not, but kind of. And, you know, but what I found from that was that it's going to come up. The elephant in the room is going to come up. And so I'm going to talk about that thing that was like really irritating. So I'm going to say, you know, like, why didn't you agree to X? Or why did you say that you would have to do 10 more steps if you just got this, you know, handed to you like this or whatever? And then we would start to discuss it. And I could really tell you that it was, number one, a huge stretch for me to even try to put myself in an uncomfortable situation. Now, did your mentor advise you to do that? No, but I would say... That if you really want to have a balance and you really want growth and you're driven, I really feel like you should have both. Okay. You should have a mentor that you are absolutely just smitten with and very comfortable with. But then you should try to seek, and I know this is probably going to be more difficult for introverts already, but you should really try to seek a mentor that's going to make you stretch. Yep. A mentor that is going to be the total opposite, maybe the one, the personality that you ordinarily don't get along with. You're like usually oil and water with, because that's the one that, even if you walk away and you feel like they didn't really deposit a huge amount of knowledge or a huge amount of aha moments, they're going to give you 
a different perspective. And needless to say, some way, somehow, magically, you you start to open your mind up to some of that. And I think you kind of can approach that and what you do and how you think of things, you know. And so if it's just more about making sure that you have a catch all or if you you did think about X, but there's a resolution for that, you know, that's important. I think at times we get too comfortable with being comfortable. And so you need to have those uncomfortable moments sometimes so you'll know how to deal with that in a professional setting, in your own personal life, all of that. That's excellent. That's really excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. As we come to the close of this episode, are there any questions that you have for me? One question that I have for you is how long is it going to take you to elevate this on to where you start hosting a show? Like you could do this online. I would really tune in. You mean beyond the podcast? Yeah, like, you know, let's go live the next time. Oh, my God. We can do it. (laughs) Right, Tyler? stretching you out of the gate. I I mean, mean, I'm doing the podcast. (laughs) I know. I know. We're here. This is awesome. But we've achieved it. So what's next? Like, we got to keep going. I'm glad I don't share an office with Tamika. Goodness. (laughs) That's pushing you a lot. Out of the gate. So, I don't know how long it's going to take me. You mm-hmm. know, I'm writing my next book this summer. Mm-hmm. So after that, perhaps. Okay. Okay. We'll circle back. Hey, Tyler, any questions that you have for me? Yeah. Is there a quick, do you have a short list of things that you look for in, in mentors or in mentorships that you think are the important tips to keep an eye on? I do. I look for people who are open and have a growth mindset. And what I mean by that is whether you're having success or you're at a point where you're learning because you're recovering from maybe a setback, you're open to information. You'll make your own decision, but you're open to a different point of view. I also enjoy people who have a certain amount of ambition and whether that's ambition in terms of they want to follow their passion or ambition, they have a particular goal they're trying to achieve because I like to be helpful And then I also enjoy people who like to laugh and have a good time and who challenge me, which you both do some more than others. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) (laughs) No one Um, has to guess which direction. (laughs) But, but what I will say is the best things that I've ever gotten from mentors are frameworks that have helped me navigate my career. And I like to take that information that they've given me based on my own circumstance to help people pay that forward. Very early on in my career, one of my mentors said, listen, Candace, and I was 25. He said to me, never be afraid to speak up. You're going to find yourself in rooms and you're going to be curious. And, and there's going to be an obvious question that needs to be asked And no one's going to ask it, but everyone else probably is thinking it. Your job as a communicator is to ask the question. Next, don't expect that everyone's going to like you. Because when you're bringing up topics that people need to hear, it's going to make people uncomfortable. So learn how to ask the questions in a way that people don't feel threatened by them and persevere. Get to know everyone. And so I like to spend time getting to know as many people as I possibly can. And then the last thing he told me is never be afraid to take risks. 
Now, don't do anything stupid that's going to get you obviously fired, but don't be afraid to do something innovative and do your homework and present it because it's through that process that you're going to grow the most. And so I've never been afraid to fail. I want to fail fast if I have to fail. And then I want to learn and I want to recover and I want to grow. And I try to give room for people to do that so that we can um, experiment and have the type of success that we want. And so I've paid that forward, and I think you all have heard some of that advice through our our sessions and many of my other uh, mentees. And then I had another mentor who um, was a very curious individual, and he said, everyone has something to offer. And that was an aha moment for me because sometimes when you are moving really quickly and you're working on teams, you may come across an 80-20 rule. And that's the 20% of people who are doing the lion's share of work and the 80% who may not be contributing at the best level. So you could have a frame of where the value is coming from. So what I took from that is to always assume good intention and try to really understand and, and where people are coming from. So I also look for people who have a mindset where they're trying to assume good intention. They're not immediately going to the darkest room in the house with an assumption but they're trying to understand what's happening um, to grow. And so that's really what I, what I look for. And it's really hard when I find myself in a situation where I have to ease myself out of a mentee situation because it's not working. My time is very limited and I can't pour into everyone the way I would like to. So what I will do is then try to connect that individual with someone who I think is better suited for them because everyone has an opportunity to go in and learn and you want to do it in an environment and with a person who's best suited for you. Thank you for the question. I would just say to that, you know, as someone that knows you and is a colleague and is a mentee, you live that out because so many of the things that you touched on there, I've either heard you say explicitly in a mentorship conversation and you giving remarks or a speech or something, or have just watched you do in the way you act and the way you lead and the way you engage people. Even I'm thinking back to some examples very early on when I first met you that, that show several of those things. So I think that you do live that out. And it's interesting that, that you think about it so clearly. Yes. None of us are perfect. You know, this is a journey that we're all on together and we do the best we can and hopefully have a good time along the way. I am so thrilled that you all took some time to share your insights and knowledge about making sure that you're looking for mentors who help you grow and challenge you. You're looking for individuals who provide a lot of insight that will help you be a bridge, provide balance, be curious, speak up, and all these great things. Thank you all so much. I look forward to um, seeing you on our next session. Thank you. I can't wait to see you online. (laughs) (laughs) thank you i had a good time today thanks hey everyone thanks so much for listening to this episode of beyond the gap podcast if you enjoyed the show please subscribe and leave us a review on itunes for more information and to download the show notes please visit us at beyondthegappodcast.com